IATSE Local 212 represents over 1,000 artists, technicians, and craftspeople working in Southern Alberta's entertainment industry. In the screen industry, they service projects with budgets ranging from $100,000 to $100 million. Recent increases to local production volumes have led to increased outreach and training. They promote respectful workplaces, safety, fairness, and first-rate benefits for their members. Local 212 is open to partnering with other industry stakeholders on training and marketing initiatives. They offer an informative set etiquette course each month, which is open to all. To learn more about them, please check out their website at iatse212.com or like and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Happy podcasting! Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. I'm Matt Waterworth. I'm Scott Westby. And uh, we are Full Swing Productions. Yeah. Part time. <laughs> the other time we are going nuts. Uh, because we're just less than four weeks away now from going to camera mm-hmm, on uh, mm-hmm. our second feature film called Jonesin. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's crazy times. It's crazy times. Indeed. It's, it's an emotional roller coaster. Yeah making movies yeah. and uh yeah <laughs> you sound very upset i well it's just it's just taxing yeah like even you know even the highs are like awesome but then you know yeah. then you, then you come crashing down with a with some bad news and you come you know rocketing back up with some great news and yeah yeah you got you hope yeah. and you ho- and you tell yourself not to hope for things and then you you do anyway and then your dreams are crushed and then something better comes through in other places and <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's nice. uh, yeah. I I sort of envy um, the filmmakers of old who didn't have perhaps so many hoops to jump through. Uh, I understand why they're there. No offense to to anyone, but there's there's just so many. Um, yeah, lots of rules, lots of you know paperwork, lots of you know stuff that is totally necessary, and I totally get. But uh, yeah, sometimes you just want to go out and shoot a shoot a movie, and mm-hmm. it's uh, there's a lot there's a lot to do um, to get there. So Absolutely. that's how it is. Uh, but we've got some exciting news coming from the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers, mm-hmm. and that is that they have brought a new executive director on board. Mm-hmm. So if uh, you're a listener of the podcast, historically you would have heard our episode with Barry Thorson, which is a great episode. He has some really awesome stories. Uh, he is going back to teach, actually mm-hmm. teach drama, which is his uh, original love, um, at a school in Bonness. And, uh, we've brought on Kizzy Sutton and I say we, cause you and I sit on the board and, uh, mm-hmm. Kizzy is, um, you know, we had a lot of, uh, great candidates. We really did. Um, I, I was very pleasantly surprised at, at the caliber of, of people who uh, applied to, to get this job. Cause it, there's a lot involved in that job. It's a very important position. And, uh, as Kizzy walked out of the room, uh, I, I texted Briar and I said, and you, I think at the same time, and I said, I, I think I just met the new yeah, executive yeah. director of the yeah. CSIF. Like it was like so clear. She's so passionate. Um, she's generous. She's a great storyteller. She's got a great technical and uh, management background, a background in the arts, um, a real passion for helping youth. And, uh, honestly, I think we're really, really lucky to have her, uh, on board. Yeah. So welcome Kizzy. And, uh, if you, if you haven't met her, she's 
intensely friendly and, and you must. So, She's so great, yeah, yeah. The CSAF, you know, has publicly said they've got their doors open. If you want to come meet her and say hi and, uh, she'd be happy to do that. So welcome. Yeah, that's very exciting. Um, We've also got uh, some news here about the the Willem Dafoe Disney picture that's shooting uh, here in Alberta. I, th- I think they're actually set up in Cochrane. Um, yeah. And uh, it's starring Willem Dafoe, and I'm not sure what it's called anymore because some people are calling it Tenfold. I think, I think yeah, the are, unions know it as Tenfold. Yeah, um, but it's being called Togo in the press, which is the name of one of the sled dogs in the movie, I guess, so... Um, anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a story that's kind of been floating around Alberta for a number of years and it's, uh, it looks like it's finally going to happen. Um, and, uh, yeah, should be cool. Uh, Alberta's going to stand in for Alaska on this one. Very cool. And, um, yeah. Uh, of course, Lost in Space is also coming mm-hmm. to shoot in Drumheller. Yes. Uh, and they're shooting September 10th to 21st, which is great because that's also when we're shooting. Perfect. Yeah. So this is the story of our life right now. <laughs> and one of the many headaches. Um, yeah. But let's get into something really exciting, and that is our conversation with Jeremy. Yeah. So how did this come to be? He's got a documentary that he's working on. Was that how the kind of original conversation with him started? I, no, even before that. Yeah. I, didn't know, but I didn't know about that. Uh, we, 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 you know, we've run into him at a couple of industry events over the years, and, and he always said, let's do it, and it just finally happened. So, um, yeah, but he's, uh, he, he's, of course, the owner of Dreadnought Digital and um, has just been sort of... Uh, Somebody I look up to, I yeah. think, in, in our in our community, and so yeah, he's he's a, an awesome dude and a great storyteller, yeah. and he shoots, he produces, he directs, um, and he's got some really cool stories that he will tell you. Yeah, and for sure. Here he is. Here it is. So welcome. This is exciting. It's been a yeah. long time coming. Thanks for having me, guys. It has been a long time coming. Yeah, I heard mm. I'm not the first guy to uh, drink on. No, but the second. The second trip, <laughs> nice. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah uh, Riley brought us some some beer. He did. That's right. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then disappeared to Toronto. It just feels natural, you know. Like yeah, yeah. It was kind of a microphone. I made that was nice. Yeah. You know, what the it, hell? I I'm such a dick because I was I was like thinking, what can I offer them when they arrive? I I'm like, oh, I only have water. I wish I had some stuff. It'd be nice if guests brought some stuff. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you did. Oh, then he shows up right up. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you're drinking some big rock. Mm. Rock Creek Dry Cider. Yes. Mm-hmm. Strawberry rhubarb? With strawberry and rhubarb. Yeah, it's delicious. It's really good. It's I didn't know delicious. it existed. This yeah. is fantastic. They've got a peach as well, and they've got a... We've got a that's not the same. That's an apricot beer, but they've got a couple different ciders that are really... Nice. I think they've got a green apple. Really. Tasty. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I like the Rock Creek Cider, but I've never tried their flavored versions of it. Yeah. Right. I don't Big even know who awesome. carries it. it, it they yeah. are awesome, yeah. and they're getting free sponsorship. They sure are. <laughs> they better... Newest, they better newest sponsor of the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They, uh, we actually used their branding for in Plainview. They were so great, so okay. easy to work with. They're, they're so film friendly. Um, reached out to them when we were we needed to dress a bar mm-hmm. that had nothing in it, and so I said, "Hey, help! Do you have signage or something?" And they were like, "Yeah, come." So we like went to their warehouse <laughs> where they had all this marketing material, and they're just like, "Here, here, take this, take this." We had like these glowing signs, and we got oh, all this beer, and yeah, it made the set look. It made it look it, like yeah, a real bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, they're super great. Yeah, I've always always had a good relationship with those guys. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and all filmmakers have. I mean, it's sad that the Eddies have gone away, but yeah. they've always kind of had a, a, a place in, in filmmakers in Alberta's hearts because sure. of that. Um, big uh, Calgary um, Film Festival sponsor as well. Yeah. 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 And big and CSAF too. They yeah. sponsor their beer all the Absolutely. time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amy yeah. Darling goes down to uh, right. 
Sundance and they she they typically do like a like a big rock um sponsored I think they even do like a like a special beer that she brings down oh, to cool. Canadian parties and stuff like that. Awesome. Yeah. It's wicked. Yeah. So tell us uh, where we normally like to begin is the the breaking in story, the what made you want to get into this crazy game filmmaking. Filmmaking, that's yeah. That's, and also you have yeah. a pretty thriving corporate video business, which I hope we can chat about too, sure, because yeah. it's you know, it's something we do as well and and it's it's kind of I don't know I feel like it's got a bad rap, um, but it's the unsung lifeblood of this industry <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah, exactly. Really, yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, what was the? Where did you start? How did you get started? Um, well, initially, I mean, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a comic book artist. Mm. Um, so I drew, you know, I mean, Spider Man was my jam back Sweet. in the day. So that was like filling up sketchbooks and sketchbooks of. Spider-Man drawings and, uh, you know, then even getting and doing some paneling and stuff like that. So that was my, you know, that was my, my dream, right. you know, watching, uh, Todd McFarlane and, and all those image guys back in the nineties coming up, um, that's through what, Calgary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. That's who I wanted to emulate. And I was, I was living in, I was living in Georgia at the time. So that was kind of my, you know, my, the life. state or the province the state. or the uh, country. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The state. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, uh, so fast forward a couple of years and I, I came back to Canada and uh, I went to, um, I went to ACAD, Alberta College of Art and Design. Oh, okay. And I was going to do that for uh, 3D animation actually. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. I saw, I saw a uh, short film called Jerry's Game. I don't know if you guys saw the Pixar film way back Yeah, it rings a one, bell. One yeah. The first ones. It was an old guy. Yeah. Playing oh, chess. playing chess with himself. Yeah, yes, totally. of course. Saw that. Thought it was amazing. Uh, then I saw another another uh, short film that uh, the guys from Maya, the the three D program, yeah. created called Bingo. I don't know if you guys have seen that one, but have you guys have seen that one? All right, uh, I'll send you a link. It's hilarious. Um, so yeah, that kind of sparked my interest in maybe like maybe three D is kind of cool. the way I want to go with, with life. And so I got into ACAD for that program. That was a complete disaster. But, Why? <laughs> well, I'll get into it later. But okay. I ended up meeting some really great people in that in that uh, course uh, that I'm still friends with today. This is probably 99, 2000. Um, so yeah, kind of made some friends there. Got and and uh, eventually got into a company here in Calgary called Arenia that's no longer around. Then it was kind of morphed into a new company called New Machine, which is one of Calgary's only uh, 3D animation companies that's doing really well. Uh, my buddy Colin. Uh, owns the company so but you still do that i do you? Yes. Yeah, yeah yeah uh so yeah it's kind of it's like it's a, you can tell the story's already kind of kind of <laughs> right, yeah, and downs yeah. and lefts yeah and right, but, yeah um so yeah when when the 3d thing kind of uh fizzled out after a while uh i got into live action through another filmmaker and um then it just kind of it's like a marriage of both worlds right cool. i do a little bit of 3d and a, some live action stuff and kind of a lot of focus on post-production side of things. And that's kind of where, kind of where we live. That's our pocket. Cool. Yeah. So what did that mean? When did, when did dread dread, not digital come to be? Uh, well, I was working for chorus entertainment for a okay. number of years. Uh, when I came back to, came back to Canada, you'll probably hear me say that a couple of times when I came back to Canada, uh-huh. <laughs> a lot uh, changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I came back to Canada, uh, worked at chorus for, I think four years or so, maybe four or five years. And then, uh, that kind of, um, that got bought out the arm of the company that we worked for. And I think the next day, like I had ad reps call me up going, Hey, we've still got work. We've still got clients. Do you want to wow. keep, keep going? 
Cool. And I had, you know, a nice buyout from my time there sure. as well. So it was like nice sum of, lump of money coming in. Sure. Then, so you had the, a little bit of runway to, to kind of make a go exactly, of it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah. And that you probably starts out like most guys, you know, you got these crappy gigs coming from jobs that you don't necessarily want to do, but sure. the money's coming in and yep. you're feeling like you're you're making a go of it and then I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh man, yeah. Coke called the day we opened our doors. But but <laughs> you would have sort of, I imagine, probably upper not upper tier, but but you know, if if they're clients that were willing to advertise with chorus, mm. then I would imagine that they're of a certain level. Maybe yeah, it was it, was it wasn't wasn't necessarily the clients that were bad. It was like I was doing web design jobs. Oh, okay. And cool. um, I was still doing some. We we one of our biggest clients at Chorus was Shaw. Surprisingly, uh, we were in the same building and everything. So I was doing like a lot of like, I mean, when I was working for Chorus, it was the TV listings channel. I don't know if you guys remember that channel too. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. TV oh yeah. Listings are scrolling and you, you had to wait. The ads you had yeah, to yeah, wait. Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, that was me. Um, <laughs> That's and sweet. I think at the height of that job, we were doing about. Each each person, not just collectively, each person was doing between like two to five hundred ads a year. Holy shit! So if you can imagine, it was uh, pretty That's intense. crazy. Yeah, it got, it got to the point where I could turn to a coworker and I'd get you know they the um, I forget the name of the, the 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 person who had this job, but they take the kind of the one sheet of paper they had all the information on it for you, and then like a brief, like a project brief. Totally, yeah. project brief. Had it put on your desk. I turn to my buddy and go. How how fast do you think I can do this? Yeah. <laughs> and he'd be like, I don't know, an hour? And I'd be like, done. Set the alarm. Thank God for minimalist design, eh? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So um so yeah, coming from that, it was, you know, uh it was uh I was I was ready to take on anything. You know, I felt like I could do anything. I learned after effects and on the job, uh, learned a lot about shooting and editing and just and just being able to get started very quickly on a job, right? I think that was one of the, the strengths that that job gave me. It wasn't like I came out of that place with no demo reel at all. Like I wasn't, I was happy with right. two sure. projects. Yeah, that yeah. I ever well, especially on. if it's such a mill like that, right? It's exactly. Like you're not taking the time to. Yeah. But I felt yeah. like the speed and the the ability to learn very quickly, right. and and those were the assets that I took from that job. So that was a nice bonus for me, I think. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. We've never really talked to anyone who, I guess, I guess Olaf would, would be like visual effects kind of stuff. But like, mm-hmm. as far as like three D design and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like what? I don't even know how to unpack that. Like, what if someone was really looking to get into that, but they didn't really even know where to start? Like, how would you recommend they even get started? Oh man, it? the internet these days yeah. is like it's so. I mean, I, I've seen. I, I remember one time I was watching a video. It was like a seven year old Australian kid teaching. Uh, you know, modeling or something like that. Right. And I'm just like, isn't that always this the way? Is it's like, unbelievable. You're 13, and this yeah. video has you know 250,000 views, yeah. and you're and you're teaching a program that I can't even wrap my head yeah. around. It's crazy. Yeah. And then, but back in you know 99 when I was starting, you literally had to order away for a CD from some right. dude in the UK, and it was 300 dollars. And then you learned how to model a face. Ugh, right. You know, and that was that was that was it. the course. Yeah, that yeah. was the wow. whole thing, right? It's yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. I remember when I was, you know, I I basically taught myself how to edit after school at the in in high school, right? And I would just sit for hours, just trial and error, just, just clicking the wrong buttons. There was yeah. nothing else to do. Like, yeah. like the well, I, only went so far. There was no yeah. YouTube. It was, and you don't even really know at that time, you know, what questions to ask. Exactly. Right. You know that you're trying to create a circle, 
Yeah. <laughs> but you don't really know even, yeah. you know, how to start a canvas or like, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like just, yeah. How many lines work. do I need and up and down? Yeah, and across exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. And where's my yeah. create a circle tool? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I can push and pull this vertices, but I yeah, don't know what I, that means exactly. Yeah. Right, right. yeah, there's a lot of colored arrows here, but we'll totally, yeah. yeah, trial and error. But 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 can you kind of teach yourself a lot of stuff online now? Is I th- I think so. Okay, I think cool. if you have if you have it feels the motivation like it's level up that I can't I really comprehend. No, I, th- I think that there's there's kind of a base level to learn. Like once you once you learn the application uh, an application, it's fairly universal across the board in terms of how to manipulate an right. object and build an object out, and even even animating to a certain extent. Okay. Um, but it just depends on how you learn. You know, like some people are more auditory and visual learners. Some some people just want to dig into tutorials or whatever and, and right. do that kind of thing. Some people need like somebody over their shoulder to kind of guide them along sure, the yeah. way. So I think it's. It just depends on what your learning style is like, but I think that the the resources available online are infinitely more uh, accessible than they were, you know, twenty years ago when I started. God, Lord, twenty years ago. Oh, <laughs> no, not twenty. Well, yeah, we we just had Maybe our ten 19. year uh, yeah. Sate yeah. reunion. It's uh, yeah, it's crazy how time flies, right? So, so I got to I, I got to visit your office, your your home office, yeah. uh, recently. Not recently, I guess it's a couple, couple years ago. Couple couple twenty yeah. years ago, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, eighteen years. But, ago. <laughs> but you had, I loved it because you had such a great, you know, you had oh, your thanks. basement, you know, and you're also an Airdrie. And yeah. I, I don't know if that's does that how does that has the film community there? Is it is it funny enough? I just started a Facebook group oh, yeah. for the oh, Airdrie right filmmakers. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Um, so not Beardry filmmakers. Yeah, right. It's yeah. it's funny because there's you know obviously moving back there. Uh, what is it? Four years ago now. Um, I graduated from high school in Airdrie, by the way. Oh, okay. So I I moved back there four years ago and and uh, thinking that it was going to be a real kind of a bummer for us and like I was going to have to kind of fight against Airdrie and oh what right. am I doing up here? Right. But it's it's interesting in that the the demographic of Airdrie is like. Zero to 13, and then I think 20 to 40, those two age age ranges make up 80% of the population oh. of Airdrie. Oh, so it's a very, very young, young community. Yeah, absolutely. And because of that, there's, you know, creative directors that I know. Right. And there's other animators and editors, and, and, and there's, there's a kind of a... Uh, I wouldn't say it's a community yet, but I think that there's a lot of creative people that are working in in the industry that live out in Airdrie now. So I thought it was a good time to kind of bring all those people together and just kind of talk about work that's going on in Airdrie itself. It's really Airdrie Film Festival now too. It's really not that far from Calgary either. It's like 10 minutes. 20 20 minutes to get here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not a big deal. And Cross Iron Mills is so close. Right. (laughs) Airport. Yeah. The airport. Yeah. So, I guess, you know, I didn't want to get to it too soon, but I'm really excited about this Leo major. Oh yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us all about that? For sure. Yeah. Um, it's a uh, man, that's a funny story. So I'm online and I think I'm on, I was, I was crack.com and okay. I was looking at an article. It was like the 10 most badass war heroes that you've never heard of. Right. Cool. And I'm going through scrolling through and I was like, Oh, that was interesting. Started reading the comments and about maybe three or four down. Some guy goes, Oh, you forget about Leo Major. He was like this Canadian badass. I was like, who the hell is Leo Major? <laughs> Wikipedia. I think reading. I know the story. I think I read about this guy too. Keep going. Yeah. Or, yeah. or did we see your story high pitch maybe? Because Maybe, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. I, this oh, maybe, is yeah. Yeah, a pretty common story that I've told over the years. Mm. Um, so yeah, I read up on him on Wikipedia and I was like, this guy's unbelievable. Yeah. 
you know, he's, he's Canada's Rambo. He's single handedly yeah, yeah. liberated an entire city in the Netherlands overnight by himself. He, they like have a celebration for him every sure, year. They got yeah. streets named after what? him. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They sing songs about him. Like <laughs> it's a full on. Tell us, tell us the story. Can you tell us the story? Yeah. What's which, the, which uh, the, like, like the story of how he liberated yeah. it. Like, Oh sure. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. it's so, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, um, I mean, this is like probably just, just in world war two, mind you, this is probably story like one of six of his right. amazing things right. that he's done. Yeah. But he's um, he's just outside of a city called Zwolle, and uh, at this point in his in his military career, he's uh, he's got his eye, he's lost an eye, so he's got an eye patch. He's still a sniper. Uh, he he is back back broken. They wanted to send him home. Uh, he escaped from the hospital, recovered by himself, returned to his unit. So he's like he's already recovered kind of by himself. He's already kind of a superhero. He's already yeah. kind of a superhero oh, to his yeah. to the rest of his his guys, right? And he's got his best friend named Willie Willie Arsenault. So um, general come general comes over and they're having a meeting uh, talking about Zwolle because it's this very uh, strategic city in the Netherlands with lots of bridges and things like that to kind of, you know, move military gear around or whatever. So like we got to get into that. We got to figure out how many Germans are in the city. We got to figure out where they're at and we got to figure out how to get them out. We need some volunteers to, you know, check it out. So, of course, with with him being a scout and a sniper, raises his hand. Willie raises his hand, too. Okay, great. You guys are gonna you guys are gonna head out. So it's about evening time, six or seven o'clock. They start walking, and uh, as they're getting closer to the city, they're coming towards a uh, set of train tracks, and they don't see a German uh, outpost kind of set up there. So Willie kind of crosses the road, um, gets a, like again. They don't really know that they're there. He crosses the road, and as Willie was crossing the road, the Germans saw him kill him in the streets or kill him right on the right on the road so leo loses it stands up shoots three or four of them the rest of them go okay we're out of here they literally under attack yeah Yeah, they they leave and he's he's, so he follows them into the city right uh and now it's about nighttime at this at this point so he um kills a couple of them as he enters the city he grabs another one who's got a jeep gets him to drive him to where the the german garrison is uh and at this point, so now he's, so now he's, he's captured this guy, drives, drives him to where the Germans are. He gets out of the Jeep. He's got a, he's got like a leather SS uh, coat on. He's undercover. Right? He's kind of <laughs> sort of undercover. Right. He's got a coat on. He's got bandoliers of bullets and, and, and uh, grenades and stuff like that. Guns everywhere. His eye patch. He walks in and kicks open. And it's just like a scene out of Tarantino. Yeah. Kicks the door open. Germans, you know, all stop. They look at him. He goes over and sits down next to the to the guy in charge. I'm not sure what his rank was, uh, and he sits down and and uh, asks him if he speaks English. He doesn't. Um, asks him if he speaks French, and he does. And Willie's from Quebec as well, so they have this conversation in French. And he says, "Look, we got twenty four thousand Canadians outside of the city. We're coming in. We're going to take it over. You guys are toast. Get out of here now." And, you know, you'll leave with your lives. So the German kind of pauses for a second, reaches for his belt, pulls out his Luger, puts it on the table, passes it to Leo. Leo takes a look at it, passes it back and says, take your back, take your gun. Just go now. <laughs> so the German's like, OK. So Leo stands up and walks out of the place. And as he's doing that, he realizes, like, OK, so, like, I've got to, like, beef up my bluff here a little bit. <laughs> so he, he takes all these guns and or he takes all these these grenades that he's got and he strings them up across the city and uh, he starts setting them off as if there's like like, like the Canadians are shelling the city, right, right? right? So he does this a couple times 
and uh, he's killing Germans as they're like coming out to see what's going on and stuff, creating a big ruckus. And sure enough, by the the time dawn comes around, like all the Germans are gone. The the Dutch underground has has come up. They kind of were checking everything out. They're like, "Yep, all the Germans are gone." The Canadians roll in. There's this Unreal. massive parade that happens like <laughs> that day, and uh, you know he's just this huge war hero. Unreal. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy, man. Huh. So they, as as we mentioned before, you know they they still sing songs about him. They've yeah. got streets named after him, like you know, uh, and he's outside of Quebec. He's virtually unknown in in Canada, which just it's, it's yeah, it's just it's an injustice. As it bad is, as yeah, it's it's a it's an unbelievable story that nobody knows about. Yeah, and I think totally. that you know, as Canadians, we're not super. We don't like to you know go over the top right. in terms of um, celebrations and things like that. But I think, especially when it comes to like celebrating war, war and all that kind totally. of stuff, right? Yeah. I yeah. think this is one story that every Canadian should know about because it's For just sure. so amazing. Totally. So, so you just kind of stumbled upon it. I love it in the comment section. Um, but I see that you've got uh, you've done some interviews, so some sort of preliminary as yeah. you try to raise money for this. Sure. Yeah. We've um, so I got in touch with uh, I got in touch with um, Leo's son, whose name was Jocelyn. Unfortunately, he's passed away now. Uh, but we, yeah, we we had some. Leo's passed away or Jocelyn's passed well, away? Well, jo- both. Both. Leo okay. passed yeah, away yeah, in yeah. 2008. He oh, lived wow. lived through the World Whoa. War II, lived through the Korean War. Has other stories in the Korean War that was, were just <laughs> as amazing. Lived to a you know old man. He was 89 or something when he passed away. Didn't speak about the war to his wife. Nothing like right. nobody knew anything about wow. it until far far later on in his life. But uh, his, so his son comes kind of <clears throat> carrying the torch for him, trying to get his his name out there. And I got in touch with him and. This is very, very, this is a long, you know, eight years ago. So oh, wow. just very early into my career. Um, so I made a couple mistakes, brought a producer on board who wasn't necessarily the right person to, to be in, in that role and um, kind of ruffled some feathers in terms of signing some contracts and things right. like that. So that kind of, that soured the waters for a little bit. And I worked my way back to, into those good graces. But uh, as I mentioned, Jocelyn was, uh, he was sick. He had cancer. He passed away. So we kind of like, he kind of like, you know, gave me permission as he was right. on his deathbed, unfortunately, wow. to kind of take over the story. And, uh, and, and the, for the rest of the time, I've just been kind of hustling, trying to get some money involved. I've, I went down to AFM and kind of pitched the story, um, done a couple story hive pitches to get it going and stuff like that. But um, it was only in the last couple months that I secured some private funding. And now we're going after the, 50 grand for story hive as right. well. So, right. And as we record this, we don't know. Yeah. Know, September 7th. At, right? We'll see yeah. how that oh, goes okay. cool. for sure. Wow. That's a long wait. Yeah. It's a long wait. Yeah. 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 Hmm. It was for the hundred K too, though. It was. It was yeah. yeah. It went for the hundred K one. Yeah. Those, that's kind of sizes of, of money. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's great to have a story that must be told. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing yeah. that drives you you know, more strongly than that with more passion than that. And you tell the story very well. Um, what is the, so what in your mind, what is the nature of this documentary? Like, how is it going to be, how's it going to exist and be structured? Well, initially it was going to go for a feature doc and I still think that that has some legs, but with, with the story hive only wanting a 20 minute, I think I can, I think I can tell that story. I just told you guys in 20 minutes. I think I can make that happen. Um, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, how much money I get. If I right. get the, the, the money that I've secured privately, then we'll shoot it here in Alberta. If we get the other 50K as well, then we can go to Europe and shoot over there and then shoot right. in Quebec as well and cool. kind of make it a bit more rounded out as it should be. Yeah. And then from there, I think um, if I do 
If I can do that that 20 minute short justice enough, then I'll write a feature script and do a dramatic cool. feature on that yeah. as well. Yeah. Nice. So that, I mean, and that, and it, that's an interesting one because that's what came to mind for me is like, what if it was like a series of shorts? Yeah. Because the these are just like this war story, this war mm-hmm. story. Um, but your but your thought is try to tell the story of his life sort of and kind of hit uh, some of the best stories in a two hour. It's, it's quite a yeah, it'd be quite mm-hmm. like an epic. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. 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 Sweet. Yeah. Um, how can we help, man? <laughs> yeah, well, what can, can money. Money. Yeah, money. I guess it's too late to vote. It would have been good to, yeah, to yeah. do this if we uh, could help uh, promoting for the vote, votes. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I think even if people like there's a cool uh, like proof of concept on your website. Yes. People share that or, or, or you know, just say, yeah. I, man, I want to see this doc yeah. now like that. You know, you never know who might see that. It's, mm-hmm. Well, speaking of which, when I went for the hundred grand for Story Hive, uh, I had a woman reach out to me from Zwoll where he liberated. Oh, and she's a bit of a history buff in her own right. So she's been sending me. Wow. Treasure trove cool. of audio interview. He was interviewed by the the newspaper right after. Oh, uh, amazing. After it happened. Awesome. So he literally told the story about. I was on this street and then I went to this street. Oh and then my I did God. This thing. So you can recreate it. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. And I've use got that audio yeah. for, for the parade that they had the day after, uh, I've got home video wow. of, of that wow. going on. And you can actually see there's a point, uh, where it cuts away and there's this really quick scene. This guy's shaving like this. He turns his head and sees he's got an eye patch. Oh, <gasps> Leo major. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. That's, That's great. Awesome. Right. Like, no, I don't even Unreal. think his family's yeah, yeah, seen yeah. or even heard right. this stuff. Right. Amazing. That's so cool. So we got just great amounts of, and then, uh, photos. And then she's, she's been in touch with people that were there during the, like during the parade and the liberation itself. So she's been such a great resource. Like she keeps, she's still sending me things, awesome. you know, and we talk That's all the so time. Great. Yeah. Cool. So between his family and then there's a there's a gentleman um, from Quebec who's actually met with him every Tuesday for about three years to kind of write a biography about him. So he's working on the biography. He's uh-huh. on board to help me out. So he's got really great insight. Uh, and then I've got, you know, this woman in, in the Netherlands as well. Yeah. So I've got really great. Strong, you should do the strong. comic book too, man. You should do <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a bad series. idea. That, yeah. is a, that is a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Transmedia. Um, we recently had Adam Scorgi on who oh, yeah. I, I like to, I like to look at his career. Canada's Justin Timberlake. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he uh, really is. <laughs> he, he wasn't a Britney Spears music video, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the, um, we love you, Adam. Uh, but he, his, his career path. And we talked about this on the last episode uh, when we had him is interesting because he started to, with docs that he was perfectly positioned to tell sure. right he was living in bc he knew the marijuana culture there yeah. he made some documentaries on about pot which is a great topic because a large niche audience mm-hmm. and he and then hockey which he's into of course mm-hmm. and 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 now but like danny trail like like yeah. where would that come from um so so i'm always interested and in, and in try to remind documentary filmmakers that it, that tell the story that you know yes because that's you know you're the you're the best person to tell that but i think it's so interesting that you're you've kind of taken the opposite route and it's worked out beautifully for you because you saw it in the comments section mm. <laughs> on a on yeah. a website that's your first connection to yeah, it yeah yeah um but now you've built the connections you've needed with, yes. the, with the biography yeah, and that like you that's, put yourself yeah. in that position to be the one who yeah. who is yeah. the one to tell the story totally. yeah. Yeah. i and think it's uh, taken years obviously. it has yeah i, I think you know i look i look back on what the documentary might have been like if i had just went ahead and and did it mm-hmm. eight years ago. And it's as long and frustrating as it's been, I'm, I'm really glad that I did wait until now to, to get it done because now it's going to be, it's going to be the way that I want to have right. 
in my head have done it yeah, eight years ago. The quality level that you want. I, I don't think I don't think I'm out of line to say that. Um, uh, and when we just we were Scott and I were both just um, mentors on the Story Hive digital round this okay. most recent, and um, it was important I think for us to remind those filmmakers that they own the films. Like, and and I, I, don't, I feel like not everybody knows this, but when you get money from Story Hive, you are not committed to them for you know exclusive you know all-time ownership of the project hey everybody just want to take a quick sec out of this conversation with jeremy to tell you about the calgary film center uh located in southeast calgary it is a world-class screen-based production facility suitably equipped and serviced so you can execute your next project with ease they have 50,000 square feet of purpose-built sound stages and 25,000 square feet of multi-purpose warehouse and workshop spaces. All of this complemented by their anchor tenant just next door called William F. White, who is Canada's oldest and largest provider of professional motion picture, television, digital media, and theatrical production equipment. At the Film Center, they aim to deliver production support for local, national, and international screen industry projects in a purpose-built venue designed to service individual client needs. And of course, they offer programs to engage and support innovation and excellence in the film and television industries. Strongly encourage you to uh, head on down there and check it out. It's a wonderful space. Um, they'd be happy to give you a tour. Uh, and if you're not in Calgary, uh, visit them online at calgaryfilmcenter.com. And there's actually a digital tour based on the Google Maps uh, platform that you can go through uh, and kind of steer your own way around and see all the studios uh, in context. And uh, it's very, very cool technology. And I encourage you to uh, do your own little self-guided tour of the Film Center. All of this, of course, at films, calgaryfilmcenter.com. They take, at least in the case of the digital shorts, I don't know if it's different for Doc and it may be, uh, they take a 10-year non-exclusive broadcast window on the digital shorts. They also put it on YouTube, which can hurt you for festivals and things. But mm. um, beyond what you deliver them, you own everything else. So right. if, I mean, if if you can put together additional financing or, or just say, you know what, I'm going to make an hour long or a two hour long documentary on 50K, that sounds... <laughs> you know, depending on the doc, and this one sounds like it, there's some definite expenses. Uh, maybe not so easy, but um, but only one actor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so you never know. You you, you could you could certain you can certainly go longer. You deliver yes. them the 15, 20 minute cut or whatever yeah. it is, but you can do whatever you want with it, which is amazing. It's yeah, another thing that people I think forget about Stuart Have yeah. Well, why I, you know I I got a little um, concerned a couple months back because there's a Quebec filmmaker from uh, CBC who wanted to do a doc about him, so they. They went to the Netherlands, and of course, my contact there was like, "They're they're here. They're doing it. Oh, no. You know, it's <laughs> oh, happening." No. So I kind of freaked out a little bit. Yeah, but then I, uh, I they posted it online. And it's just strictly for Quebec audiences, Quebec CBC. Oh, okay. Uh, so I I started watching it, and I got about I think about fifteen minutes into it, and then for whatever reason, the English subtitles just stopped. Huh. So I was like, oh, "Okay, that's that's odd." But I kept I kept watching it sure. for probably another you know twenty minutes or something like that, and. And, uh, you know, no offense to old white dudes out there, but it was literally just old white dudes standing in libraries and museums going, oh, that kind of a documentary. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, guys, you know, <laughs> like this guy is basically a superhero. Yeah. This is like and the exact wrong way to tell the yeah, story. Yeah. kind of missed the mark a little bit, you know? Right. So, um, sounds that, like they covered it more like a news kind of piece. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of like my, my heart kind of went down. And then as soon as I started watching, I was like, because you're not in a totally different direction. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, when we, when we, f 
you know, kind of first met, I guess. I, I think I was aware of you, but uh, we bought a little piece of equipment from you. <laughs> oh, I should have bought that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> no, yeah. is that still? I, I've still got, got a couple little, little pieces. pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, I don't even know where that thing yeah, is. Yeah, it, it was when we were shooting on DSLR. That's what it was. Sure, really yeah. We don't, Which we don't is really need it anymore. Yeah, what, for sure. I don't even know where that shoulder rig is. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> but it was so useful when when we were yeah, doing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. But I remember you had. I think just at the time you had been shooting for Vice. And, oh yeah, I had a couple of Vice shoots. And yeah. Vice was, you know, at, at the time, so like super cool yeah, to me. Yeah. And, and I, th- I think the brand has changed a little bit. But how did that come to be, and what was that all about? You know, the first one was, um, it was just super random. It was, I think, maybe from Mandy.com, if you guys remember that oh, yeah. site. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just a post. Didn't have, didn't list the client or anything like that. It was oh. just like shoot outside of Calgary this day, you know, whatever. And um, so I applied for it and sent them some work that I'd done. And they called me up and like, yeah, it's for Vice. We're shooting this at this place. And it ended up being uh, this amazing recording studio called Oddities. Uh, that's just in, in Bearspaw, just outside of Bearspaw. And I don't know if you guys know about Oddities. A lot of people don't. But I don't. It's, it's no. kind of like a working museum of instruments. And, oh. and by that, I mean like National Music Center. You go there and you look and you're like, Behind a glass wall, right. there's this amazing right. instrument. And you're like, right. that's really old and lo- really cool looking. And then you go on to the next thing. Whereas this place, you go in and go, that's really old and cool looking. And then you sit down and, and you play, play. Wow, cool. and you record on it, right? Whoa. So you get all people from all over the world wow. come to this place because it's the only one that exists. Not only the only one that exists, but it still works and you can record onto it, right? Awesome. So you get you know all these great A-list bands that know about this place will come out there and record. Um but it's, uh, you know, so I, of course, that sparked my interest because the guy who owns the place, his name is David. He's a, he's a music historian as well. So he's he's just such a great orator. He, he tells a great, I mean, every piece of gear has a story. Of course. He'll tell you that. He'll, he can make that story five minutes long. He can make that story five hours long. You know, the board that they record on was Lenny Kravitz's old board. And he got it decked out to make it the same color as this car that he had. And he even had the cigarette lighter in the right place. It's a cigarette lighter on the board that he got wow. custom made. Amazing. So he's, um, you know, so that that's another documentary that I'm working on. And I got about 40 hours in on that one as well. Because cool. uh, I took the, I just kind of rolled right from the Vice doc into my own thing that I wanted to do from that. Nice. Um, so, uh, yes. And then so what else? I shot that thing for vice. And then I shot another thing with, uh, Aaron Bernakovich for, uh, who was it? Um, oh, we shot a couple things together. We shot this guy. There's a guy in the Northeast. There's kind of like a maker's club, uh, in right over by, um, what is it? Like 32nd Ave and kind of 32nd Ave Deerfoot, like right behind, you know, the Tim Hortons and oh, yeah, RBC yeah. right there, yeah. yep. right behind that, just South of there, there's like this maker's club and these guys go and they just like make cool shit. Oh. So this guy built, uh, he built this gigantic, uh, he called it a golem, but it's like, it's more like a, like a robot, um, with this claw, this kind of like drill hand and it's 10 feet tall and he actually gets inside oh, of like it and stuff suit. like that. It's like a, it's, kind of like a suit. It's from, yeah. isn't it from the Bioshock video games? Is that what it is? It looks very oh, similar. It's not not oh, okay. a big daddy. No, right, but okay. it looks similar to right. that same kind of vein. So we shot a guy over there doing that thing. And then there's this other guy in town. His name is Jeff. Um, oh, man, I forget his name now. But he does, uh, you might have seen him. He's quite a popular artist here in Calgary. He does uh, suits of armor for like mice and cats. And they're very, very intricate. <laughs> I've never heard of it. I need to see these oh, immediately. So great. That does sound interesting. Yeah, he's so huh. great. So we shot with him first. And then we went over to the maker space. And it was sponsored by 
Stoli, I want to say. So we like had cocktails in between. Sweet, cool. Because you know that's that's what you do. That's how it. Yeah. Cheers, cheers, <laughs> drinks as we're as we're working here. Um, yeah, we did that one, and then we did another one with uh, Metric and Mac DeMarco, which was a gong show in the Whoa. best way possible. Cool. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, awesome. <sighs> yeah, I, I, so I mean that kind of leads us into the the corporate side of things. I sure. think. What's that world been like for you? And and. It's been uh, it's been good, uh, you know, paying the bills. I mean, I like um, I really enjoy collaborating with clients to you know get their get their story out there. I feel like if I'm inspired enough by a client to sit down with them and talk to them and kind of work out a video and stuff like that, um, nine times out of the ten, I'm pretty stoked on the project itself. I, mm-hmm. I very rarely take on jobs that I'm like. Oh, you're All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're selling cigarettes to minors. Great. Let's do yeah. this job. Right, I'll right. take your money. Yeah. You know? But one out of 10 videos that you do are selling cigarettes. <laughs> yes. It's in my contract, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was one of the things that we discovered pretty early on, too, was that like if we're bored doing it, yeah. then it's going to be a boring video. For sure. Right. And you're, you're still you're storytelling and you're practicing your craft and you're, you know, you're getting to do all the things that you want to do. Yeah. And someone's actually paying you to do it. Yeah. What a wonderful way to make films. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And we, and you know, I mean, maybe, maybe it's just my, my own personality kind of guiding me this way, but we tend to do a lot of beer clients and we do a lot of music clients and we right. do a lot of uh, just stuff that I'm always interested in. So it's, it's, it's a natural fit for me to, to work in the corporate realm. Yeah. You know, you know always, we're always having fun and pushing, pushing our boundaries and our, what we do um, with work. So it's, it never it never feels boring or yeah. dull. I saw you shooting uh, the uh, film festival. Uh, I did, yeah, uh, with Dave Yee. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Dave, yeah, for sure. How was that? It was good. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was an interesting. Um, you know, I've never shot a, like a red carpet or like a uh, what do they call it? The gallery, not the yeah, gallery. Like a gala. The gala. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've never shot one of those before, so that was that was interesting. Like kind of like jockeying for position with my camera and people like trying to get these interviews with people and stuff. And I'm, that was not, Oh, interesting. That, partic- yeah. that particular part, I was kind of like, really guys, like, I don't, this is not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to fight yeah. people first. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's not, I'm not interested in yeah, this. Yeah. That's a good point. That's so rarely a thing for us. But I remember we did a press conference one time and it was, and it was so weird to not just be able to get any shot you mm-hmm. wanted. And like, you're, Which, what are you talking about? For a brand touch. Oh, of yeah. course. Yeah. One of, that was one of our first videos. Really yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we were like, <laughs> we usually have this power. We were there in like an official we capacity, and we we're yeah, we're like, hey, we're the camera guy, <laughs> yeah, 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 and everyone's yeah. like, we're all the camera guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. I guess that's more maybe a news, uh, you know, kind of a news yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, more, yeah more so. But so that was that was a weird, that was a weird thing that I'd never really experienced before. But other than that, you know, just shooting, um, shooting other filmmakers talking about their films. Yeah, of course, cool. they're super stoked about that, and people going to films and things. It was it was very very casual, you know, like the the asks from the from Calgary Film were you know they wanted a video every I think it was every other day so like I think Gabe was doing most of the editing so he was you know stressed having to oh he was shooting and editing yeah, yeah coordinate yeah. shoot and then work and I think I actually threw like a music video that he had to shoot with me in the mix of course because yeah. I'm just an <laughs> asshole <Yeah. laughs> hey man come shoot yeah. this other come spend two hours with me on this thing because you're not busy enough uh, nice but um yeah, that was, yeah, that was a thing that we yeah, did. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. So, uh, I guess, I, I mean, we get, we, you know, we get the question sometimes of like, how do you start your own business and what's, mm. what's that been like for you in that, on that side of things? 
Um, that was, I mean, it's always a, a process. It's always a, a, a journey I, is yeah. the best word to describe it. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, you start off with some clients that are maybe not so good and you're, you're just kind of working and you're enjoying yourself. Um, trying to, and that, you know, that's the, that's the bane of my existence too, is that not only am I, you know, not only do I shoot, but I also edit. So that means I have to buy camera gear and I have to buy great editing gear mm-hmm. and then on top of that i also do visual effects so i've got to buy like this crazy software that's super expensive yeah, yeah yeah so there's just there's just costs all the time right um so trying to balance that is is always really tricky and then uh you know the bookkeeping side of things has just <laughs> never been my favorite right, right. i'm not sure it's anybody's favorite to be honest but right um yeah man it's i think i think the key to it is is just um you know, treat people fairly, treat people that you're, that you hire fairly, pay them on time as best as you can. And, and that'll give you the reputation to kind of, it'll give you the reputation that your, your clients will recommend you to other people. And then people that you want to work with will find you and come work with you mm-hmm. as well. So that's kind of been my unofficial mantra, I guess, for yeah, the last cool. 10 years. That makes sense. Yeah. How do you find new clients? Is Mandy.com still a thing? Is that- <laughs> I don't think so. I, I Occasionally I get an email saying it's I do, changing. I do get an email from them. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if it was. But yeah. so is, yeah, Elance now is called Upwork. They're all just changing right. their name and they're the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's another one, cre- Creative creative Something. Creative it's Hub like, or something? Or what is that? Yeah, it's like a, I think it's a UK based thing. And they're always like, this A-list musician has blah 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 social media following and they've got 15 grand for a music video and they won't tell you who it is or like where it is mm. and you kind of gotta i think you've got to buy a subscription to their website so that you can uh, get in and then like bid on the, yeah, on the yeah. thing uh. i get those emails all the time and it's like oh that's tempting but then i look at my work little i'm like i have no time to right, right. pitch for something but right. uh yeah and in terms of finding new clients it's um it's either just recommendations that i get from people or i see like a friend of a friend or somebody doing something really cool. And I'm like, you know what? I, I could, I think it, this would be really cool for them. So then I'll, I'll just pitch them. Oh, like, that's cool. Yeah. I'll just reach out to somebody like my friend of mine opened up, um, revival brewcade, uh, which oh, is yeah, a yeah, yeah. arcade plus a brew so house. Cool. Yeah. And it's just an Inglewood there. And it's just a small little joint, really, really great vibe. We were there a couple of weeks ago and, uh, just had such a great time. So I, I went down there specifically to check it out and see what the vibe was like. And I left there with like this fantastic idea. So I, I emailed them right away and was like, Hey guys, we got to meet and pitch this idea to you, which I still have to pitch. Um, <laughs> if you're listening, so, it is coming. The pitch, yeah, I see it right here. He brought it with him. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of my process. Yeah, cool. And you know, sometimes people say, yeah, and they jump on board. Sometimes they don't have the cash for it right away, but I even got a, I even got an email um, yesterday for a client that I had pitched an idea for maybe like six months ago and they opened up a new location for their business. And now they, now that they have this new location, now they want to do a video all of a sudden. So cool. that was, yeah. Cool. Yeah. You never know, right? Like at the, totally. yeah, you're sowing seeds that pay off well, down the way road, down right? the road. Yeah. 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 But those, those are always nice emails to get, right? Yeah, yeah totally. for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when you've set up the foundation. Hey, I know. I know it's been a year since we spoke, yeah. but I need you tomorrow to shoot something. It's like, <laughs> yeah. You betcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, what else is going on in your world? What's uh, I saw? I saw on your website something called North Eats. Oh, Eat North. Yeah, Eat, yeah. Eat North. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, um, and I wanted a uh, old fashioned immediately after watching. Oh, this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that was a company that I was working for. That was a buddy of mine started that with two friends. 
uh, and they so it's kind of like a like a culinary website specifically for for Canada. That's interesting. Yeah, and because uh, I, because video can be such a great component of any business's marketing. So if you're if you're kind of part of the team, as I don't know if you have an ownership stake, but theoretically, if it was like I want to start a website or an app, yeah. and I have these great video skills, that can that can be a huge thing. Yeah, for, yeah. And, and web design. It sounds like you've got. Yeah, a little bit <laughs> not for you not so much anymore no no yeah we, we worked with those guys for a little bit not so much anymore but uh that, those are it's always fun shooting food and you know they have connections to the best chefs in in canada cool. so meeting those people are always really interesting and then you know typically you get to eat or drink whatever they've made afterwards which is always a bonus nice. yeah we just oh, shot yeah. A, we just yeah. shot a video with the catering company last monday oh, and yeah. oh my god <laughs> right oh my god <laughs> so great those are my favorite shoots yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is all mine afterwards i'm assuming that's yeah, good yeah good. you're picking as you go yeah. And, and yeah yeah good stuff yeah, but yeah. So, what else is on the on your radar these days? Well, I I, I did take a I took a contract gig um, out at Olds College f- oh, yeah. for a production company that they have that lives at the college called they just call it the studio. And cool. um, most people think they they see that in the first question. I says, "How's teaching?" Right. I don't actually teach. I have in the past, but I I don't specifically teach for this place. It's um, the connection is that. Uh, well, lo- the long story short is their their marketing um, facility applied for a grant, got the grant, and it was uh, specifically for hotel and lodging association. And once they got the grant, they realized, and it, it was for uh for training specifically for them, um, for their for their staff. So they got this grant, and a hotel and lodging association kind of matched the money, and they're like, "Great, we got this big pool of cash," and they went. Oh shit! We don't know how to do video, <laughs> so oh. they they kind of pulled a team together really quickly and right. started doing this the, on this process. And that was I think maybe maybe a year or two ago. Um, some some people have come and come and gone uh, in the up until this point, but now they've kind of headhunted me to bring me on board. And it's um so it's Kyle Thomas, and uh, he's a, another filmmaker yeah, in yeah. town, friend of the podcast, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. And uh, Brennan Hunter, actor, producer, also friend of the podcast, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Sarah Corey is kind of the oh, last, cool, yeah. oh, last yeah. one who's awesome. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Dougie. Hey, Dougie. <laughs> um, yeah, so great, great team. And it's kind of every every piece of gear that I've ever wanted to own in the last 10 years is now at my fingertips and great wow. clients wow. to work with. So cool. I'm there a couple of days a week and it's like, it's nice to kind of, uh, you know, get out of the office and meet some people and talk to some people. Yeah, sure. I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. cool. Yeah. So that's uh, that's takes up a couple of days of my week, and then I've got um, just my regular kind of clients that I'm working on, and a couple other <laughs> personal projects that I've been. It's funny because I took this gig, and I was like, okay, great. So now I got a, a bit of a steady income going on. Things are really good. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I can you know finish off some some personal projects, kind of slow down my hustle a little bit. And uh, that was not the case. No. It's just been like <laughs> the summer started and work just just right. shoveling on top of me. So well, that's good. It's good. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I finished a stint of about three weeks where I'd, you know, work until dinner, put the kids to bed, go back downstairs and work right. for another, you know, four or five hours. Right. So I'm glad that that's over with. <laughs> um, yeah, man, just so I'd, I'd like to finish off. Uh, I did this really great uh, shoot a couple years back for Molson and Rogers where they um, they built an ice rink on the top of a, a mountain. 
mountaintop. I've, I've seen this. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I, awesome. So they sent me up there for, uh, for 14 days to kind of film the creation of the ice itself. Right. So I interviewed all the people on, you know, that were working on that interview and it's, you know, only by helicopter to get there. Right. Wow. So it's helicopter ride two or three times a day, some, or I guess not three, four times a day. I have to get back down. Yeah, you gotta get back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, a helicopter ride to work every day, you know, going up to the top of this mountain, interviewing these guys and kind of the, the, the dealing with the elements and all that kind of stuff. So um, once the, once the videos were out, I had all this footage, right? All these interviews that they never used. And I turned to my, the guy, my contact and I was like, can I do something with this? Like this stuff's really great. And they're like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So I got about three days out of the 14 or whatever cut. Um, and I, I still look at it every once in a while. I'm like, man, this is just such a great project. Right. So I finally hired a assistant editor. He's kind oh, of putting nice. it together. So hopefully we'll have that done by next year. Amazing. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. That would be a great story. I'd love to see that too. Yeah. Damn. Super fun. Jealous of your great stories. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's pretty, right. it's been pretty like, especially in the last five years, I think my, my career trajectory has really increased and yeah. I've got like some really great opportunities. You know, I did, did another trip across Canada for uh, the Blue Jays and Rogers when they were on the, the playoff streak. We started in Vancouver and ended up in Toronto when we stopped in every major city and handed out tickets to the last home game right before the playoffs and uh, along the way, we just, you know, met some really cool people and told some awesome stories. It was, it was more like kind of news documentary kind of things. We'd, we'd roll into a town or rolled into a city. And uh, our host was also like kind of the head of social media for, for Rogers and for, um, for TSN. So she would um, uh, jump on social media and say like, hey, if you're in Edmonton and you're a Blue Jays fan, let me know and we'll come talk to you. Cool. So we somebody would reach out and we'd go to some dude's man cave and he's collected everything from like all the way back to the 70s or oh, wow. 80s. And we'd go to the next city and do it all again, right? Nice. The, yeah, the, the stories you get to be a part of and, mm. and the places you get to access are incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what other career takes you there yeah exactly and what a great way to see canada too you know absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. and meet, awesome. meet just incredible people yeah. and yeah. yeah driving around in a i think it was a nissan murano or whatever the whatever the big one is the brand new brand new suv and we was like we're looking at it like it was four of us it was me the camera guy host and then two guys that were kind of on the activations team because we would we would roll into a rod uh rogers uh, cell location to do all the tickets gotcha. and stuff right and we had this gigantic tube full of uh, squishy uh, baseballs, and they had like win a jersey or win a this thing or win oh, something right, cool. on, on the ball or like try again. Right. Right. So we they made this <laughs> tube that was like just barely fit into the. This, I don't know what <laughs> what their recommendations were for the size, but they're just like, man, make it this big. <laughs> and they were like, oh, just barely fit into the truck. <laughs> so, it's, so it's that, and then that takes up the whole truck. Right. Right what about your, your, your gear <laughs> and, and, and your clothing? Metal camera, yeah. yeah, everything yeah. else. And then along the way, they also decided that they were going to do, um, they would have like hot dogs at the event, so they would have popcorn and stuff. And sometimes... Depending on the location, they wouldn't have popcorn at the next location. We had to take the old popcorn oh. from, like, say, Edmonton, and then we'd go to, like, Saskatoon. So we'd <laughs> so we put bags of popcorn in like, there, too? Popcorn's just not small. Cram oh full of God, stuff. Amazing. And then we throw popcorn on top of it, which is... <laughs> I love know, it. I mean, popcorn's not the worst smelling thing in the world, but it's like... Yeah. It's just you, no when you got a bag of it on your lap for yeah. six hours, though, <laughs> yeah. Under your feet. <laughs> under your feet, yeah. In the doors, just like, yeah. Oh, man. Just it gets everywhere. in your skin. Yeah. Just feeling popcorn grease all over the place. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Let us know what what. Uh, well, I guess the ice the ice building one is uh, is coming. It's coming. Yeah. yeah. Let us know about that. Yeah, that for sure. Very cool. We'll sh- we'll share it up. Any anything uh, people should know? Where should they go? Websites, Twitter. Yeah, we just we're just doing a re- uh, website relaunch in the next couple weeks. Here, we're we're rebranding from Dreadnought Digital just to Dreadnought. Okay, cool. So we're dropping the digital part of it just to make it a bit shorter because that right. was always a, a tough one to give out the website to. Right. So right. Be Dreadnought.ca. Um, got a couple interesting looking music videos on the way coming up here. Got one that's like three quarters of the way done and another one we're shooting at the end of the month. Um, that's cool. What else is on the go? We got a big 3d project we're working on for a corporate client. Uh, what else are we doing? Some other stuff. Some You're busy. Some stuff, yeah. yeah. There's a lot stuff. Going. Yeah. But should but Facebook or, or yeah you can hit us on Facebook it's still Dreadnought Digital on Facebook okay, cool. um, yeah we post lots of stuff on there for sure and uh, yeah that's kind of like kind of the main so I mean Instagram if you want to check out some behind the scenes stuff and then shots of my kids doing weird stuff too sure yeah. I do I <laughs> <laughs> and that's Dreadnought Digital as well or just Dreadnought, uh, or? I think that's Dreadnought Digital okay. on Instagram yeah so, yeah awesome bet. well thanks for being here man hey I'm man glad we did super it. fun yeah, yeah right thanks for having me guys cool appreciate it. All right, thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, that was great. Much appreciated. Um, the beer had the the new t- kind of tabs where you mm-hmm, pull the can. Mm-hmm, yeah. Did we talk about that already? Yeah, cool. yeah. Fuck, I'm still I'm looking at them like they're so cool. It is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I and I yeah, we need to see that documentary happen. That's uh, that's got to be yeah, a absolutely. Uh, so uh, before we jump into the news, you can use uh, we want to remind you that that's brought to you by Bleeding Art Industries, and every week they uh, bring us a tip. Uh, for filmmakers and here's the tip from bleeding art this week they say although we talked about social media in a past tip we haven't addressed its important its importance as an avenue for leveraging your behind the scenes assets instead of thinking uh, of the final film series or other content in isolation think about all the work that goes into planning and execution and how you can use that as content to promote your project and to build your fan base we learned how fascinated fans were in our process by posting an SPFX behind-the-scenes blog after each episode aired after seasons one and two of Winona Earp. Uh, Show snippets of early drafts of scripts, write your financing journey, post some pics of your storyboards. People love getting a peek behind the scenes. It is not going to take away from the final film, but instead builds audience engagement early and on a deeper level, which is a very good point. Yeah, absolutely. You know, people who uh, know how this thing came to be uh, are more likely to check it out and and you know really follow the journey of, of the creation of it so i like that tip a lot um and it's a philosophy that we embody too yeah just yeah. showing everything we can uh okay so upcoming deadlines uh the herland video production workshop for women uh is kicking off again for uh 2018 and uh the application deadline is coming up um for that so um couple things that you have to supply, uh, two samples of work that demonstrate your creativity. It could be film work or writing or music, uh, online links uh, if, if to those things, um, a first draft script for a three to five minute video, a letter of intent uh, describing your interest in the program personally and professionally, which you hope to gain, uh, your, your reference letters um, and a resume. And all this uh, should be sent to Sandy Summers at herlandworkshop at shaw.ca by 5 p.m., on September 15th, 2018. It's a great program. Uh, there is an episode of the podcast uh, with Sandy chatting specifically about it. And so mm-hmm. uh, before applying, I would encourage you to listen to that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
of course, all this is being facilitated uh, thanks to uh, the CSIF and Telus Story Hive. So, thank you to those groups for uh, helping Sandy make this come to life again. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know about the NSI Features First program, it is a renowned development training launchpad for producer writer teams looking to produce their first or second feature film uh, with strong commercial appeal. So, if you are uh, if you are someone who has a, a project that you're hoping to kind of kickstart in the development uh, phase. This is a perfect program for you to apply for. So uh, the deadline is coming up on September 14th, and uh, uh, it is over at nsi-canada.ca, or you can click the link in the show notes for more information. Uh, A few weeks ago, Actra announced that they would be putting together a member-initiated production grant uh, for Actra members who are producing um, under the member-initiated program agreement. Um, Eight grants of $1,000 will be given to help uh, bring these projects to life. Uh, and, you know, the idea is that actor members uh, come together and create original works of art without having the financial resources to pay um, established daily fees to performers. That's what the uh, the MIP program is for. Uh, and this is kind of a great way to, to help, you know, kick off those kinds of projects. So uh, the submission deadline is October 1st, 2018, and, and projects have to be completed by February 2019. Uh, you can check out actraalberta.com or go to the link in the show notes for more information. The Loose Moose Directors Challenge, where local film directors Mike Peterson and Spencer Esterbooks will compete head-to-head and direct Loose Moose Improvisers, is happening on August 25th at 8 p.m. Tickets can be bought at the loosemoose.com website or at their box office as well. Uh, The CSAF is hosting their summer barbecue, and this year they're pairing it with a karaoke party that's happening this Saturday, August 25th from 4 to 9 p.m. at the CSAF uh, in Calgary. Uh, vegan and gluten-free burger options will be available. Uh, that excites me. And it's free, uh, open to all in the film community. Of course, donations are appreciated. Uh, you can check more information out uh, at csif.org or uh, show up uh, on Saturday from 4 to 9 p.m. And if you're interested in joining one of CSIF's clubs, the Actors Club, uh, Madame's in Motion, uh, and the VFX Club all have meetups coming up. You can check out the csif.org uh, website for more information on those. And there are some up- upcoming workshops uh, and classes. Uh, firstly, up in Edmonton this weekend, the FAVA free-for-all, uh, this one about location sound. So it's free for all FAVA members, but there are only eight spots in this workshop. Um, so reach out to them. Uh, it's happening August 26th from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. at FAVA's Exhibition Suite. Uh, you can call 780-429-1671 to register. And if you've ever wondered about, uh, you know, the sort of, um, respectful workplaces um, and, and how you can, you know, create some strategies or, or um, learn how to operate in a respectful way uh, on set or in any workplace. Uh, there is a respectful workplace training uh, with Natasha Tony coming up, who's been a guest on the show. Uh, that's on Sunday, September 9th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, and it is open to IATSE, DGC, and ACTRA members. Uh, and it's being put on by Actra, so you can email abevents at actra.ca for more information. Yeah, I would love to go to something like this. Um, it was a great episode, a great conversation with her, and and I wanted to get deeper into it, um, but we just didn't have the time. So, you know, it, I don't think uh, you don't have to, you know, maybe think that you're a bully to go to something no, like this, no. or even have experienced bullying on set or anything like, or, or or you know, disrespectful workplaces of any kind. Well, it's the bystander thing that I that I always think about. Like, what yeah. would I do in 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 a certain scenario if a certain scenario came up and this is going to help you yeah, figure absolutely. out what your so, strategy could be. Yes, it is part of a larger um, initiative for us all to become, you know, more caring, respectful, and uh, just general citizens of the world. Mm-hmm. So um, 
something to check out for sure. Uh, Fava is having an intermediate intermediate screenwriting workshop uh, that is starting on September 11th, and it goes for 10 weeks every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, and so the final day for that will be November 13th. $475 to take that. Uh, it's intended for writers with some experience in or familiarity with dramatic screenwriting and screenplay format. Um, admission will be determined by the instructor in consultation with Fava. So I would probably register for this sooner than later. Uh, and you can do so at fava.ca and just find a link to their workshops there. And coming up on September 15th uh, for 12 weeks is the Fava Video Kitchen program, which is a uh, yeah, 12-week program that will help you create uh, from start to finish your four to six minute short film. Uh, giving you all the tools and uh, and kind of workshop information necessary to go from kind of not knowing how to make a film to having a film, and it only costs eight hundred and forty five dollars. Um, I imagine you you know you'd still need to pay for things like maybe specific props and, and sure wh- whatever Sandwiches. yeah <laughs> yeah. But but uh, you know as far as all of your gear and all of the instruction, eight hundred and forty five dollars smoking deal for that yeah absolutely uh, yeah and and the education to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I at see. Uh, is hosting an LX1. So LX for new people in the industry is short for electrics. Um, and it's an introductory workshop on working in the film uh, lighting department. Courses start at 8 a.m. And this particular one will focus on equipment ID, uh, job expectations, and hands-on practice with the gear. Uh, you have to submit a permit application to AATSE before you register for the course. So this is happening at William F. White down in the Calgary Film Center uh, in Calgary on September 15th. Again, starting at 8 a.m. Uh, Scott Lutley will be running the show here. Uh, $25 for members, $45 for permits. You can check out iatsi212.com for more information. And uh, Upstart is happening. Upstart, uh, did I jump the gun? No, not at all. Okay, cool. I lost my place I'm there. so excited about Upstart. Yeah. <laughs> I love Upstart. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Uh, and it is a eight-evening um, kind of series, uh, weekly event, uh, where actors and directors kind of come together to recreate scenes. Um, and the the videos are actually edited as well, so you get to watch the scene uh, at, at the next week's class. Uh, it is $180 uh, for members of Ampia, Actra, or WIFTA, uh, and $230 for non-members. And uh, if you are an actor, uh, you do need to apply sort of in, a, in an audition style. Um, so you want to check out ampia.org slash workshops slash upstart for more information about that. They're making their decision, the final decisions on Wednesday, September 19th. Um, and of course, there's room for also uh, four directors. So, you know, we never, we talk about this all the time. We say you don't really ever get yeah. a chance to practice directing, yeah, yeah. you know, until the cameras are running and now yeah. you're under the gun. Except for Upstart, yeah, <laughs> right? The, it's like this is the one kind of safe training ground yeah. other than film school, I guess. Right. Uh, but even then, you don't get all that many opportunities. Yeah. And if you don't direct very often um, and you're about to go make your first feature <laughs> yeah. film uh, and you think, I could probably figure it out. I know what I'm doing. You really don't. <laughs> you really don't. And you'll learn yeah. that the hard way later. Yeah, um, for sure. So I'm so just so thankful that I took Upstart um, mm-hmm. a couple times. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's helping me um, through this this journey for sure. So I would definitely recommend that, um, and for actors as well. Just you know what that relationship is with the director and taking notes and uh, you know bringing your own kind of flavor to your performance. Uh, yeah. Anywho, what's shooting? The answer is everything. <laughs> everything is shooting yeah. uh, or just about to be. Yeah. So right now, um, Tin Star is in kind of the final wrap phases. They're they're tearing their sets down right now. Um, Black Summer uh, is shooting until the end of September. Heartland is shooting until the end of September. 
Tenfold, this this uh, Willem Dafoe Disney movie that we were just chatting about, um, is in pre-production until September 23rd. So they're going to start shooting. Um, we talked about, <clears throat> excuse me, Lost in Space is coming. They're going to be shooting September 10th to 21st. Ah, oh, what else? And also this movie Jones in that we're trying to get made. Yeah. Um, Don't forget the Property Brothers. The Property Brothers is coming. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. You know, I think it's going to be just you and I. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, we're putting together yeah. great we, we I'm so excited about awesome. the crew that we've got. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, job calls. Uh, basically, you know, see the above list of productions going to yeah. camera. Yeah, for sure. Everyone's crewing up That's right now. Um, it's definitely the time to be reaching out uh, mm-hmm. to, to get on those sets. Um, and I think we talked about this before the Calgary national film festival, of course, is hiring, uh, oh, yeah, lots of right. positions yeah, there. So yeah. we chat to them, but you know, we've talked about that for, I think last eight weeks or something. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, okay. Recommendations. <clears throat> yeah. Um, how's movie magic been? Have you been using it? Uh, I, I open it up. It's hard to start from scratch, right? right? You need kind of a template and I've already done a lot of that work. So it's, Oh, you got to kind of rebuild. Yeah. So it's, uh, I, I don't know without, we, yeah, without access to the other, piece of it i don't know that it's it's worth the time but uh it would be cool to to really have the whole suite so maybe that'll happen um but uh yeah i i i i, I don't know what else to say we're <laughs> we gotta we gotta get back to work yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i wish you know i wish i could recommend something that we've yeah. learned but <laughs> yeah <sighs> fuck away well, yeah um coffee right yes totally coffee yeah Mm -hmm. so you know we'll we'll speak with you all next week when we have uh, something else to talk about but all right well thanks to briar chad Britt, and seth who make the podcast possible every week yes of course Um, please Uh, reach out to us if you have anything you'd like us to share we always want to share your news uh so you can reach out to us uh yeah email is best hello at abfilmcast.ca um yes we are busy but we will reply to you uh, reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud. It's all at AB Filmcast. Uh, and of course, subscribe to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast on iTunes. Give us those five stars. It helps the podcast's visibility. It helps new filmmakers find us. Um, thanks to everyone every week for listening. You know, this podcast is, as uh, we hope that it's helped the community. The feedback that we've gotten uh, is that it is, but it's helping us too. You know, we get mm-hmm, a lot out mm-hmm. of this. Um, so yeah, we really appreciate the support that the community uh, brings to this. And of course, we thank all of our sponsors for being with us every week. Uh, we couldn't do it without them as well. It really is. Uh, it takes it takes a village to raise a podcast. <laughs> so here's a final message from uh, our sponsor, the Alberta Post Production Association. Once you're done listening to that, go make something. Go make something. Whoa, I totally. <laughs> go. Once <laughs> One, you're done two, three, listening, go make. Go something. make something. Shit. Okay. We, we, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs>